Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we open up Minute 19 with Miles entering his room and end a minute later with him calling his dad. I have nicknamed this minute Spider-Men? Question mark, question mark. Because I'm dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, gotta have all the question marks. I only put two, I limited myself. One one thing I noticed um, as he's um, flopping around still on the outside of the building, he's about to enter um, the building. Uh, One of the... um, when he slams his face into the the law at one point, it looks like he's just got the pigeon full, like full in his fist, like he's oh, actually yeah. holding on to it <laughs> instead <laughs> of it just being stuck to him. But it's, um, <laughs> and I imagine like the uh, pigeon being like trying to actually fly away, and he's like, "No, you're keeping me up." Like he's <laughs> like, "No, the pigeons are holding me afloat, not letting me fall." <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's funny. I did notice that every time he like collided into the wall there was more of those like um impact draws lines yeah which i always find amusing he also just had some funny faces when you could like see his face and it was just like smushed against the window and i'm like oh okay one thing i noticed with his outfit that i hadn't really picked up before is that um it it it's similar to the outfit that childish gambino wears in his this is america music video where it's just gray pants and a um no shirt except Um, miles has a tie yes miles is much classier he wears a tie with it (laughs) it's the classier that's right i like that music video uh i didn't even make that connection that's a that's a good point yeah it's not like I don't think it's a deliberate connection um, because the that music video came out in early May of 2018 and the movie came out in December of 2018. Yeah. So that would have been a... That uh, would have been an insane much more difficult. connection <laughs> if they did that on purpose. I think it's more of just a, hey, he's in, like, uh, Childish Gambino is in a school uniform in the music video, and Miles is in his school uniform in the um, in the uh, in this scene in this minute. Yeah, it, well, yeah, and just in general, <laughs> he's wearing a school uniform um, at school. Uh, but I think you know you can draw at least the parallels. Um, uh, Childish Gambino makes a small cameo in this as yeah, I was gonna um, say as. Uh, Donald Glover later in the movie and like there's been um in the uh we talked about in uh Spider-Man Homecoming how Mm -hmm. he makes a cameo as uh Aaron it's Aaron uh I was just gonna bring up how in the previous minute they have one of uh Donald Glover's scenes from community was that it yeah yeah that, <laughs> yeah Going that was on, the, the cameo i was talking yeah. about oh okay yeah so when my once miles enters the apartment um he you know falls onto the floor and, and a 
comic uh, comes crashing down onto his face, um, and he gets. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Just the a comic comes crashing down on him like a comic is really heavy or something. It flutters <laughs> from the bed. Yeah. <laughs> it just. Uh, just funny choice of words to me. That's all. That's all. <laughs> yeah, we get the true life tales of Spider-Man, the origin of Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I want to, before you talk about it, because I know you're probably going to have a lot about this comic book cover. Uh, I want to point out one thing that I noticed all by myself, so I'm quite proud of it, was that on the cover, Spider-Man has a speech bubble. And I didn't write down the whole speech bubble. Because it really wasn't that important. But I noticed this, and it said, The world may mock Billy Barker, the timid teenager, dun, dun. and then I just, there's more to it talking about, like, Spider-Man being the hero and stuff. And I'm like, two thoughts ran through my head. First was, they named Spider-Man in the comics Billy Barker for this? Which yeah, I thought- you gotta hide his real identity. Peter Parker. Yeah, obviously the, they're two totally different people. Well, the more I thought about it, I'm like, actually, you know what? I guess it really isn't. It's different enough that no one would really make a connection. Mm. I don't know. Just saying, like no one's caught on yet. <laughs> At least that we've seen, um, or have been said. So that made me laugh. But then the other thing that came through my head is like. Why is Spider-Man saying this out loud on the cover? Because he's holding a criminal when he's saying this. Uh, we don't know if it's a criminal. He's just holding somebody. Still. Why is he saying this out loud? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's clearly a speech bubble. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just looking at it wrong. It's like, no, that's a speech bubble. What? Why is Spider-Man saying this? <laughs> yeah, so this this cover is an actual quote-unquote actual cover uh it's based off of the amazing fantasy number 15 cover uh which was where spider-man was first uh where he first appeared um and like the like real amazing fantasy 15s go for like tens of thousands of dollars these days if you buy like one in mint condition oh wow um yeah but the cover price is only twelve cents, which I is just, on uh, this cover, but it's also like on the actual cover. Yeah. I, I wish comics were only twelve cents these days. Um or you know, only cost twelve cents. It'd be much nicer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. On my so uh, I'm looking wallet. at the comic the actual comic cover too. And it really does say in speech bubbles, though the world may mock Peter Parker, the timid teenager, it will soon marvel at the awesome might of Spider-Man. And it says the same thing, except with Billy Barker in the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, I didn't, I thought they it just also, added that. Nope. That's a real thing. And the so the cover the 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 one change they did make is the person that's being carried, um, they changed who it was. It's actually uh, Bob Persecchi, per or, uh, Persec yeah, sorry, uh, it's Bob Persecchi, who's uh one of the directors of the movie, and then um on the the back cover like the ad that says yeah. do you know at least ten people? I saw that ad. All of those people are the, the like the other directors, producers, 
and writers. So like uh, Amy Pascal, um, Pam, Pam Marsden, Kristen Ste- uh, Steinberg, uh, who are all producers uh, and, and worked on this. Like they're some of the people that appear on there. That's really uh, which clever. Is, which is always, yeah, really cool. One. Another thing I noticed on this cover that maybe you'll be able to answer is that on the top corner it says approved by cabin fever yeah i looked it up i couldn't find anything so i don't know if like is this this their version of the comics code yeah up in that corner it looks like it is probably just a a parody of the uh comics code authority stamp um which makes me wonder like you know if they jokingly used it in the beginning why didn't they jokingly use it here again <laughs> like <laughs> this they they made this cover before they had the actual approval to use the comics code <laughs> so they're like you know what i don't want to change it that was a lot of detail <laughs> and then the other thing that the other two things on the cover that they kind of have accurate slash moved around mm-hmm. um is the the date so it says 15 August mm-hmm. um, appears on both of them, uh, the original and, and this parody one. And then the MC below the, well, the MV below the cabin fever um, appears a little bit lower than it does on the original comic. And huh. on the original, it's an MC. So I'm not sure if that's supposed to be like a date, um, like in Roman numerals but I'm not sure off the top of my head what that would be. Yeah. Um, or if it's just some other distinguishing mark. Hmm. I don't, I'm not sure. Hmm. If I'm going to move forward about the comic, mm-hmm. uh, when Miles sort of tears it open unintentionally because he's still sticking to everything with his hands. Yeah. Uh, you notice that Billy, a.k.a. Peter... <laughs> Uh, is a brunette in the comic, which I thought was kind of interesting because in an earlier minute we see a flash of him and the Peter Parker in this universe is a blonde. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta hide your identity yeah. somehow. And Billy Parker gonna... only covers the name. You gotta make him look different, too. <laughs> 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 then no one's suspicious. They're like, I know a Peter Parker. Hey, Peter, do you know you have a really similar name to Billy? Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, but you look nothing like him, so you know. <laughs> Just the name. Yeah, I did, I did like how they made it so that, like, their origins were exactly the same. Like, he says the same things. Yeah. And, um, I thought that was Very cool neat. parallel of the two. And the, yeah, the interior of this was done by uh, uh, Marcelo Vignali, who we talked about in Minute 2 as doing a bunch of the comic, like, mocking up a bunch of the comics, and he did this interior. Honestly, the the comic covers in this movie, like the multiple ones they do, and even the interiors that we see, are just amazing. They're so cool. Yeah. And then it, it cuts to like the next quote-unquote chapter of the movie, where, we, where the two Spider-Men like, comic slaps down, and we move on to um, but before we, his... I need his to talk yeah. about this cover, because it's so simple, but I absolutely love... The, I love this cover. This might be, like, my favorite of the covers they do. 
like I would love to read this comic or at least have a poster of this cover because it's just it's so simple it's just Miles and like his clothes and like his jacket and t-shirt and baggy pants on the side of the wall and then his reflection is Spider-Man and I, I don't yeah. know I feel like th- this feels like a cover that they've done in real life like I, I have a mental image of this being an actual cover but I, I w- I'm not sure which one if it is actually one or if I'm just thinking of this as the cover I do like really minimal covers the um DC right now is doing some covers like this so Josh Middleton has been doing a bunch of the those variants and I just really like his art and they're very like they're not super busy covers it's usually the I've been getting them all for the the Batgirl mm-hmm. comics and it's usually just like Batgirl on the cover with maybe a little something going around her um and this kind of reminds me of that where it's a very simple like there's not a lot going on you can just take in the two um main like people in the cover and so it's just nice um i I really like my art in comics to be a lot more simpler and not like really busy feeling um and yeah this kind of reminds me of that the the one other thing I did notice is on the, um, we we missed it before, but um, the Cabin Fever approved by Cabin Fever Production Code, mm-hmm. um, is also on the comic behind the 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 one that the two Spider Man covers. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's maybe that is just this universe version of the comics code because like we've already seen yeah, a few. Yeah, that's. I mean. It's showing up in the places where the Comics Code Authority usually does. So Yeah. We should, when the other comic appears, we should see if they all say Cabin Fever or if they all say different things in those parts. Yeah. That'd be interesting to check out. Hopefully we remember. We remember. So moving on from the cover. Yeah. Uh, I love this just running sequence of miles and like complete panic running down the street. And just this sort of denial of like, no, I'm a normal kid. There was just a normal spider. Yeah. It's just it's puberty. Just puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Still going with the puberty thing, which I'm like, he's really he's really hammering in that it's puberty. Um, but like that's a, I don't know. There's something very human about that natural panic. He's not like, oh sweet, I have superpowers now. He's like, no, I'm a normal kid. Like this is not like no no this nothing's wrong with me. It's great, and like I love um, the the way they shoot it, like uh, starting from him, like really far away, and just like uh, the people passing mm-hmm. um, in front of the camera also makes it feel a bit more panicky. Yeah. Um, and or like, yeah, a bit more panicky. And then when we get like really close in, it um, it just enhances that like panic feel because. Um, it, it wobbles around, you know, does a little bit of wobbly to show like, oh, he's, you know, not, um, not running stably. Yeah. And running into people. And then get hit, hit by a car and launches over the car. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a great, like a really good way to show, um, his like innate, just like the innate spider abilities yeah. um, and just like the reflexes that he has and the reflexes that he has and um, 
how you know how good that all is um and the the one other thing i noticed too is he's running down uh flushing avenue Mm -hmm. which is a um it's a neighborhood in queens like it's it's a real it's another real place that they stuck in interesting Uh, that that they chose a place from queens to put in brooklyn though um well i think um Vision Academy might be in. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is Vision Academy in Brooklyn? Yeah, because it's like. Did we Brooklyn, figure that out? Brooklyn's Vision. Brooklyn Aca- Vision. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know Vision. why I asked yeah. that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a. Uh, you know, they moved it around. Yeah. It's, it's still, it's just like nice little like Easter eggs like that where it's like, this is an actual place. We moved it. But it's an actual place. Or maybe it's just where it is in this universe. <laughs> that's how they get away with it it's like that's just where it is in this universe <laughs> i wonder if visions is like um oh, that wouldn't really make sense i was gonna say i wonder if visions is like um has different campuses and like there's a queen's vision academy and a brooklyn and a um manhattan one yeah. and maybe like because this is just him like running away panicking um it might be like we just so happen to be passing a different visions academy or like you know the, the the visions in queens yeah <laughs> um and, and that's why it's there um or not and they just you know like to put that easter egg in yeah. i think it's more of they just like to put that easter egg in. yeah <laughs> there's no in-universe explanation for it um since we talked about sex i do want to bring this up because i just i love pointing these out is that uh the taxi has like that screech in that comic style written on yeah. it when it's stopping and i didn't notice that like the first few times i watched the movie and i'm like oh that's really cool and then you bring up how it shows you know the spider abilities very like the natural ones he has it's like that car like hard stopped like if it wasn't for those spider abilities like miles would have been really hurt yeah so it he really is that kind far. of cool yeah and like if you go frame by frame you really see like they do a good job of showing how he he gets hit, starts to roll up onto the car, and then just uses that like momentum of spinning to like push himself up, yeah, and and turns it into a like jump to to save himself. It's it's very cool. Um, and this is just off topic a little bit, but it was like in the next second was the design of the building in the background. I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> the um just the building behind him it had this like cool step sort of style to the windows and i'm like that's awesome and definitely a building you would see in new york yeah and then it cuts to him on the subway and he's on yeah he's on his phone on the subway and um going through and you see a bunch of uh his contacts and um i wanted to point them out because a lot of them, they might all be Easter eggs, yeah. but I wasn't able to find Easter egg-ish reasons for a couple of them. Uh, but the three big ones that I've seen pointed out a lot are under his favorites. Uh, he has B. Bendis, uh, Sarah Pacelli, and Jason Reynolds. Oh. Which, uh, B. Bendis is Brian Bendis, who is the creator of Miles Morales. Very nice, very nice. 
before you really get into all of the context, just one thing I really want to point out that I thought was really cool and kind of interesting because this is really the only time we see them are the text boxes with no voice along with them. Oh, yeah. The um like the later that night, Miles Yeah, just the like setting text boxes. Yeah, that is like and it's really the used. only time we see them in the movie. Uh which I, I would love to hear like the reasoning behind why not bring them back other places, but I also kinda like that it's not. Yeah, it it does seem a little a little out of place. Like you could not have them there and it would still mm-hmm. make sense. It's, like, um, it's still bringing in yeah. those comic elements, which is, like, I appreciate and I really like. And even the angles that, like, this we see the subway just even reminds me of a comic book as well. Like, this is just one of those times where it's, like, this is a comic book coming off of a page into life. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just really interesting because it, it almost is, like, they almost wanted a voice over there. But then at the same time, they don't. They didn't want to, like, ruin that silent moment that they have of just Miles alone, confused, and all freaked out. Yeah, I, th- I think it... I feel like it might have been a bit better if they would have left it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just had it... Just had the the subway, um, you know, at night going over it. Um, like, it's kind of one of those, you know, show-don't-tell points yeah. that that I feel, you know they did a good job showing and i felt like that was them telling when they didn't really need to yeah i would have i would have loved to hear the reasoning behind why they decided to put the text boxes there and then really not anywhere else in the movie like i feel like if they even did it maybe like one other time in the movie it would have been like oh okay um that's just one thing i noticed it's like they don't bring this back at any other point maybe it was because it's like they wanted to have something there but and then like in other parts it was like it was such an emotional heavy point with those quiet times it's like this is a quiet time that's like just needs some quiet not really is like an emotionally heavy place if that makes sense yeah 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 just something i wanted to point out it was it was very interesting to me yeah and then and we see miles on the train looking at his contacts Mm -hmm. Uh, or looking through his contacts and uh, at the bottom underneath his favorites uh, the three I want to point out first are B. Bendis, Sarah Pacelli and Jason Reynolds and uh, B. Bendis is Brian Bendis who is the original writer and creator of Miles Morales and Sarah Pacelli was the illustrator for the original run of him as well Uh, and then Jason Reynolds was the author uh or he was the yeah, author writer of miles morales spider-man which was the um run after uh brian left um but yeah it, you know the jason reynolds run was really good too um that was the one that i started reading with um and i enjoyed it a lot and then just like his regular context that he has um there's a lot of them and some of them i had to like stretch a little bit for <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe others i didn't because like their um their like icons don't necessarily match up with like who the character is supposed to be mm-hmm. um for for some of them so 
uh, I'll just go through it alphabetically real quick. Um, Billy B, uh, I, I thought of Billy Baxter, who's the character Shazam in DC Comics. Oh. You know, yeah. that's a push. That's a push. <laughs> um, Maybe it's Billy Barker. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> and then the, the next one is Cindy M, who's most likely Cindy Moon, who's the character Silk. Or okay. Her her superhero name is Silk. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was bitten at the same time in, in the comics universe. She's bitten by the same spider that Peter is at the same time, oh. but then like she gets sequestered into a bunker for ten years and then comes out. Oh, yeah. And so like all of her references are, you know, a decade and a half old um <laughs> and stuff when she first comes out. The next one is Dal, who I didn't find anything like I, I tried just looking up Dal Marvel and the only time that a character I found named Dal was mm-hmm. a Cree who appeared in Inhumans, the Gate, uh, the Great Refugee, in 1995. But he's a Cree, so he doesn't really look like his portrait. So I think that one's a pretty Bit big a stretch. stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the next one that's a similar stretch to Billy B is uh, uh, Dinah L, who I thought of Dinah Lance from DC as well, who's the Black Canary. And then Ezekiel, uh, I I took as Ezekiel Sims, who is a character that tries to help the spider totems, and those kind of come into play in the Spider Verse crossover or event. Mm-hmm. And so that one I think makes a bit more sense. Hal, I took as Hal Jordan from Green Lantern, <laughs> probably a stretch. <laughs> um, and then Hank Emboy, I took as uh, Hank McCoy, who's the Beast in X-Men, um, as just, like, a pun on his name. I was going to say, I'm sorry, repeat that name? Hank. <laughs> Emboy. <laughs> and then the next one, that's... This one is not confusing at all, and it's Jessica Drew, who's the Spider-Woman. Uh, the next one is Karn who's the master weaver who's an inheritor and they hunt the spider totems which are like the different spider people in the into the like in the different universes they Mm -hmm. call them spider totems and they're uh the inheritors are the villains of the spider verse crossover event Mm. one that i really stretched was catty k i just thought of kitty pride (laughs) catty kitty even though the k and pride don't really match up i thought you know, maybe they're punning it. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, the one that is definitely a pun, I think, is Lavardis Burr, who um, is a, I believe, is a pun on Lavar Burton's name. Yeah, na- I was uh, gonna name. say that sounds like Lavar Burton. <laughs> yeah, because his real first name is Lavardis. Really, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, and yeah, he's of. Uh, Star Trek and Reading Rainbow fame. So he's a real person. He's a, <laughs> he's a real person. In case you didn't know that. <laughs> um, the last three are Lisa, who there's a character named Lisa Pine mm-hmm. who appears in two issues in 1974, who's a vampire. Uh, she appears in Dracula Lives and Werewolf by Night. What? Um, 
You yeah. Spider-Man comics? Um, no, these are just oh, Marvel comics. Okay. I was um, going to say, huh? <laughs> and then you have uh, Monica C., who could be Monica Chang, who is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and appeared in the Avengers AI uh, 2013 series. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, in his favorites, there's another character that appears the that's uh, in there as Rayshon, um, who uh, could also or is referencing Rayshon Lucas, who's the Patriot, who's another superhero. Oh, sweet. Yeah. So, like, of, you know, all of them, there's a couple in there that are just like HH and <laughs> um, <laughs> and LL and Larry <laughs> and Lance. Like, I wasn't really able to figure out if those were real references, but um, for the most part, they, they, they probably are, and I just don't know them well enough. But those could be referencing anything. Like, the HH, it's like Howard Hill. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah, like the Marvel really does like its alliter- alliterative names. It re- they really so do. It probably is somebody, somebody real. It's, um, that's really all I have for this minute. Yeah. Same you, here. Yeah. Um, the only thing I think I want to add, since we have like you know, and ending him calling on his dad, is that I realize we didn't point out earlier, like when he's running. He's calling his Uncle Aaron, Oh, which yeah, I thought yeah. was, um, I didn't think of it at the time, but thinking of it now, I'm like, that's kind of interesting, and like, again, goes to show how close they are, that he's willing to call his uncle over this, over his, like, dad, or even his mom. Yeah, and I wonder if that has, um, if that's, because, he, like, I think part of it's probably because, you know, Uncle Aaron was there when he was bit by the spider. Probably. Um, but also part of it because, like, he doesn't want to have to explain to his dad, like, oh, I left school, went to go hang out with Uncle Aaron, and then we went uh, into the subway, <laughs> uh, climbed a fence, and um, did some, you know, graffiti, illegal graffiti. And, I got bit by a um, and then I got bit by a spider, but don't get upset at Uncle Aaron. You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. It probably I think it's something it's, that too. It's probably partly that, and just partly he's got a better relationship with yeah. his uncle. Because it definitely seems like um, his first instinct is to like, I need to call a Glaren. Yeah, and which... like it doesn't. They they don't show him like he immediately is calling Uncle Aaron, whereas here he has to like scroll through his contacts. Yeah. And, um and like finally settle on his dad. Yeah. Um, Wait. Okay. I just realized. Did you see that if in the favorites that his Uncle Aaron was in his favorites? Maybe he's got like a super favorites, like yeah. favorites but then like there's his super favorites, there's which the is favorites, just Uncle Aaron. And then there's the super favorites, which you it's call probably a like, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Or like he doesn't even keep him in his favorites because it's always just like the second in his most recent call. Yeah. Like, like first or second. It's like, oh, your most recent call. Here you go. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's also weird that the favorites are below everybody else. Right? Um, like, they appear to be at the bottom of the list. <laughs> eh. Phones. Yeah, one other thing I forgot about, uh, I wanted to point out when he was running down the, the road, mm-hmm. um, was that when the text boxes are appearing, uh, with his, like, voiceover yeah. monologue stuff, 
Um, it's they appear with the the sound of like pages being turned, the, like that flipping page sound. Oh, that's and I thought that was really cool. I didn't notice um, that. That's so cool. Yeah, and it also sounds like they're partially synced with some of the music going on, um, mm. where like there's a couple of them, and it might just be me trying to recognize a pattern when there isn't one. But there's a couple I noticed that like when some of the like um, like beat hits happen, like one of the um panels like appears on screen or flies by on screen but it could it's probably just me recognizing a pattern when there isn't one if if it was done on purpose that's so clever yeah if it's just you recognizing a pattern <laughs> i mean that's still kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah so that's everything i have for this minute that's all for this minute thank you for listening we will see you again on wednesday until then Have a nice day. (laughs) Bye.